are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 103.7 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Today's podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. It's a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. If you go to builtbar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. Hope everybody had a wonderful weekend. I had a busy weekend. It was a lot going on. Man, it was uh, <clears throat> it was something, right, to watch the uh, Razorback basketball team and uh, see how terrible they were this week and actually this past week and just uh, trying to figure out what was going on. And I don't get it. I don't get it. I wish I could come before you on this podcast and have full-fledged answers for you. I wish I could come on this podcast and break it all down for you perfectly and, and give you the rundown of why this is a problem and you know what, what makes it so tough and and all that, which we'll talk about more with Andrew Hutchinson of hogbeat.com in just a second, more about it from at least his perspective. But Arkansas gets beat 90-59 to 59 against Alabama on the road. 31 points. I, I don't think I've seen what's happening under Arkansas basketball right now that I've seen in quite some time. You're talking about a Missouri game, an LSU game, and an Alabama game. Three teams that are tournament-worthy teams absolutely and totally dominating you in ways that should never happen under any circumstance by a Razorback basketball team. From the get-go, from beginning to end, you are getting worked. And it's problematic. No, no, it's more than problematic. It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. And it cannot and should not happen ever at Arkansas. So what is the problem? Well, here's my thoughts. The problem with Arkansas basketball right now is they look like a team that when they got punched in the mouth, when they hit adversity, when they got just wrecked by Missouri in a way of frustrations boiling over, in a way of you couldn't do anything right, they just worked you. When you got punched in the mouth like that, you exploded into a million pieces, or I guess more realistically, about 10 pieces. And since that point, you have been unable to put the pieces back together. You went from being a close, cohesive group of players into now you look like a bunch of individuals that have never played together before. And I know that they beat Georgia since that point in time and losing to Missouri. But I think that was more the exception than the rule of what we're seeing right now. You're talking about three games in a span of about two weeks that I haven't seen Arkansas play that poorly since maybe the Pelfrey years. And it's not as simple as just not making shots. It's bad decision-making. It's bad ball movement. It's bad passing. It's bad turnovers. It's bad shooting, of course. Bad strength, bad aggressive, bad defense. Everything's bad. And it's embarrassing to see how bad it is. I know that 
at some point in time, this team was going to get hit with some adversity. I know that at some point in time, this team was going to look down and it was going to look discombobulated at times because that's what happens when you have a team, especially filled with guys that have never played altogether before, or at least the majority of them. I knew that was going to happen, but I never dreamed it happened this way. It would happen like this. And that's what's scary is you're really hoping that it's not going to be something that continues on and spirals out of control. But it is something that I look at and I say, this, this could be bad. This could be the start of something horrible. You're not competitive. And when you're a team that has all these problems and individuals that can't, I mean, you can't even hit layups. Layups. I'm not good at basketball, I'll admit. But one thing I do note about basketball is that layups are the highest percentage shot in basketball. Far and away. I guess dunks probably would be too, but you see what I'm saying? Close to the basket. It's the highest percentage shot, and you're missing them like they're three-pointers. Like your layup percentage is probably like 54%, it seems like. I don't know. I'm just making that up. But the point is, is that it's bad. And when he can't even simply make layups, what is that? These kids have been playing basketball their whole lives. And they can't make layups? Stuff you learned when you were in elementary school? You can't do that? You can't slow down a defense? You can't close out? You can't be in transition? You can't be on a two-on-one or a three-on-one transition and make points? You can't do it? That's really where my issues rise. It's one thing to play bad, but it's another thing to play bad because you look completely and totally out of sorts. You don't look like a very well-coached team. You don't look like a team that has the killer instinct and aggressive nature and the understanding and accountability of knowing what your role is on the team because maybe it hasn't been coached to you. And yes, I am criticizing Eric Musselman once again. He's got to find a way to fix this and fix it rapidly. You have a game against Auburn coming up Wednesday night, and that's going to be a big one for all the reasons that we just discussed and for all the reasons that we think it should be. But, folks, if we get into that game and we see another piss-poor performance by the Razorbacks where they get down by 30-plus in the first half, it may be time to hit the panic button. It may be time to really start thinking, okay, something is more internally wrong than just having bad games. This team has to respond. It has to respond now. Because if it doesn't, it's going to lead to another major disappointment. And it will be a bigger disappointment, mainly due to the fact that the Razorback faithful and fans expect more. They don't expect a Final Four but they don't expect you to lose by 30 in several games to decent tournament teams in this conference. Fix the problem, Eric Musselman. That's all I'm saying. It's great. that I still have faith in you. I still think you can get it done. But show me. Fix the problem. Isn't it great to be able to go through a weekend, though, besides the Razorback basketball game, but having the NFL playoffs and some of the great games going on with that, my goodness, that was awesome. I was so happy for that. So happy to get the great games out. And not only that, but also a great way to make money on them. Because let's be honest, we like to watch the games and make money. And there's only one place that has you covered and one place that we trust here. 
That is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% off welcome bonus. Still got a few NFL playoff games, of course, with the NFC and AFC title games. So I have college basketball getting revved up, and which is always fun to bet on, especially if you watch the SEC like I do. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On for 50% off welcome bonus with your first deposit. Always at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. All right, now we're going to dive into it a little more and trying to figure out what in the world's going on with this basketball program. And luckily, we have a very special guest here on the podcast to kind of break it down. He does a great job, as always, breaking down games and also giving his thoughts and opinions on what could possibly be wrong. That is Andrew Hudson of Hogbeat.com, who joins us right now on the podcast. And we had a chance to talk to him about everything that's going on with this team. And man, can it be fixed? And how quickly can it be fixed? So anyways, it's great to talk with Andrew Hutchinson of Hogbeat. Andrew, how's it going, man? Try to help me figure this out. What's going on? Oh, man. Uh, if I could figure that out, I'm sure uh, Eric Mussman would, would be paying me to be on his staff right now because I think they're having a hard time uh, figuring it out themselves. I mean, it, it's weird because the, the team just seems all out of sorts. I mean, they can't finish at the rim. Uh, I, I looked it up the other day. They're the, the worst team in the SEC when it comes to finishing at the rim with layups uh, in conference play, and it's not particularly close. Uh, so that's an issue. Turnovers have been an issue, especially at the point guard position, which <laughs> if you're having turnovers at the point guard position, it's going to be hard to get things going. Uh, they've struggled in transition. I mean, it's just all out of sorts. And I don't really know what it is because they've got talent. They've got a great X's and O's coach and Eric Musselman. So uh, just something seems off, and I'm, I don't know if it maybe is just a, a byproduct of them facing some really tough competition after having kind of a, a cupcake-filled non-conference or what, but uh, they, they definitely have to get it turned around and turned around in a hurry if they're going to uh, have, have, still have hopes of the postseason. A lot of problems there, um, a lot of issues altogether. What's the biggest problem? What bothers you the most? I mean, I, I keep going back to finishing at the rim because that just seems like it should be easy. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say I could do it. Uh, it's a little bit hard to play in the SEC as a five foot eight guy that you know <laughs> didn't that stop playing basketball in junior high. But you would think that these guys that are on SEC rosters would be able to finish at the rim at a higher rate than they are. I think they're shooting. I think just under 45% on layups right now. Uh, the league average in conference play is around 58%. That's a pretty wide margin there. And so if you just finish at the rim, then you can build your confidence up. I think Moses Moody, was who said it after the, the Alabama game, he said that you know when, when your shot's not falling, you try to get something easy, a layup. But then when you can't even make that, then what does that do to your confidence? So... I feel like if they could just get some confidence back, then maybe that would help uh, turn turn things around on the court. Yeah, because, Andrew, it's one thing to have problems with your confidence and to be struggling offensively and all that, but it's quite something else to be getting blown out by 30-plus in multiple games this conference season. Now, I know that uh, you know every game's different. We've seen this team beat a team like Georgia by 30, 
But that's the thing that I'm struggling with the most is because if you're struggling with your shot, if you're struggling offensively, defensively, all that, that you know, that's one thing. But you're getting embarrassed, and you're getting embarrassed early. And this is something that even under Mike Anderson, maybe even under John Pelfrey, there could have been some games where it was like this. But this has happened three times so far this year in the conference slate where you've gotten embarrassed. And I think that that's what makes Razorback fans most upset or most concerned is you're not even close in these games. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely because, I mean, going into the week, I, I kind of was worried. I was like, man, you know, at LSU, at Alabama, those are two games Arkansas could definitely lose. And I wasn't even ready to hit the panic button. But the way they played in those games, I mean, trailed by as many as 31 in the first half at LSU and, you know, trailed by 30 for a good chunk of the, the Alabama game. I mean, that that is definitely cause for concern. And, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if this team just they – don't, they don't have a, a Mason Jones on the team that's going to be like, all right, guys, we, we're not going to let this happen and just, you know, almost single-handedly will them to, to victory. I mean, Moses Moody is an incredible talent. Don't get me wrong. I think he's every bit as good as Mason Jones. But I don't know if he has that same kind of uh, killer mentality, I guess you could say, uh, as Mason did. So uh, I don't know – what it is, it's going to take them. I mean, I, as I said, I mean, I, if I could figure it out, I would. I would go to Eric Mosman right now and, and be on staff. But uh, it's it's definitely uh, concerning. I'm, I'm anxious to see how they do this week. See if they can uh, kind of dig out of that hole and, and get things back on track. Is is this just a sign that they aren't one of the better teams in the conference and they're more middle of the pack because they've looked bad against really good teams that are at the top of the conference? but they've also looked good against teams at the bottom of the conference, which means they're right in the middle. Yeah, I think right now you'd have to say they are middle of the pack. Uh, you know, maybe they're a little, like, on the higher end of the middle of the pack. I, I mean, but they're definitely not in that upper tier. Uh, the good teams they play in the conference have made them look really, really bad. And, uh, you know, except for the, with the exception of the Tennessee game, which is crazy because Tennessee might be the best team in the conference. Uh, and you have a chance to beat them in the closing second. So uh, I, I would say they're middle of the pack right now. You know, they have the potential to still kind of fight back up there into the top, you know, five or so teams. Uh, but right now there's definitely a sizable gap between uh, like the likes of Alabama, LSU, Tennessee, uh, and Missouri than Arkansas. We'll continue our discussion with Andrew Hudson of hogbeat.com here in just a second. But first – Folks, Built Bar, I'll tell you what, they sent me a box of 18 different flavors that they have of Built Bar, and I'm addicted. Like, they're the best things ever. I get up in the morning, and if I need that extra boost of energy, I don't want to always drink coffee and do caffeine and all that stuff, because you want to do it a little, you want to avoid that. But luckily, Built Bar gives you that energy where it's low sugar, low calorie, high protein, and high fiber, which is what we want. We want that to have, no matter what the flavor is, no matter what the bar is, and we want it to taste good, and Built Bar checks all the boxes. That's exactly what you want. And because you listen to this podcast, we're offering you a deal. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, you'll get 20% off your next order. It's as simple as that. Use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. It doesn't matter how many you order. It doesn't matter how you do it. I just ask you do it, and you do it now because it's not going to be there forever. Take advantage of this great opportunity at BuiltBar.com using promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off. You 
are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. I know this is kind of a tough question to ask, especially because you know there's still a lot of season left. But at what percentage or what, how much blame does Eric Musselman deserve for this? Because I, I still think most Razorback fans are on board with him. I'm on board with him, and I like to judge coaches by seasons, not by games. But I mean, how much is he to blame for the struggles that this team is having, especially in the way that they're having them on the road in the SEC? Yeah, I mean, I. I, like you, I'm not you know going to sit here and say, oh, it's time to fire Eric Musselman. I've seen some of that on social media and on the message board. You know that that's just comes with territory. Uh, but I, I do think that he deserves some of the blame because you've got ten pieces of this team that are completely new to the Razorbacks, and I think even though some of them are grad transfers, they play college basketball for a long time. Some of them are you know were transfers that set out and were actually in the program last year. But this is the first time these guys have all played together. And, you know, it hurts not being able to have, you know, a normal non-conference schedule uh, with, you know, losing the, the Tulsa road game hurt, you know, losing the, the opportunity to play Oklahoma, losing the tournament out in Vegas where you could play Louisville. You know, that, that I think, really hurts this team. And that was really no one's fault but, you know, the, the pandemic. Uh, but still, Eric Musselman's the guy who put this team together and constructed this team this way. And so I think he definitely, I don't know if I could put a exact percentage number on it, but I think he definitely deserves some of the blame. Uh, but I still think we're still way too early in his tenure to really make any wide-sweeping uh, observations or, or takeaways from it. So if they lose Auburn this week in the same fashion that they've been losing these games, is it now time to hit the panic button? I mean, what do we need to see from this team against Auburn? Because they're playing a lot better right now, too, for people to start thinking, all right, this is still fixable. They can still get this back on track. Yeah, I think they really need to win this Auburn game. And, and people look at it and say, oh, they beat Auburn by 12 down at, at, at Auburn. Uh, but that was also Auburn before Sharif Cooper was, was deemed eligible. And, and that guy is incredible. Uh, having seen him play a few games now, uh, running the point guard spot, and that's really the, the spot that uh, Bruce Pearl was really concerned about going into that uh, Arkansas game was he didn't really have a true point guard, and, and Arkansas took advantage of that. Uh, so I think Arkansas needs to win this game. I think it would be a very good win because Auburn, despite you know their record not being super impressive, I think is a lot better now that they have uh, Cooper in the fold. So I, I think they need to win this game. It, it's not as must win of a game as there is, uh, because, I mean, you're 2-4 and four in SEC play right now. You're getting ready to enter a really winnable stretch where you play, you know, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt, teams like that that you should beat. Uh, but you really need to get it going right now at home against Auburn. All right, last one for what you get out of your hutch. Obviously, I know you've been following this stuff with Tennessee football and they fired Jeremy Pruitt. Come crazy stuff going on over there. But uh, I'm just looking at it from a simple part of it. Is Tennessee still a top 10, top 15 college football job? Because they have not been relevant since Phil Fulmer stepped down over a decade ago. Uh, can we just start accepting that, you know what, this program isn't what it once was and it's still not one of the better programs in the country? Yeah, I mean, I think it's still a good job, but I don't think you could say it's a top 10 job right now. It's, it's fallen on some definite hard times, and the way that this all is unraveling, I mean, first of all, I'm – 
thank God I'm not a sports writer in Knoxville today because it has to be chaotic. Uh, but to, to push a coach out like they did, basically self-investigate and finding NCAA violations so you could fire him without giving him his buyout, I mean, first of all, who, who's going to want to come in there and replace him if you know that's going to happen to you if, if things start going south? So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I would want to consider it a top 10 job. It's still a good job. It's still in the SEC. It's still in the SEC East. Uh, you do have to play Alabama every year, but you know you also have Kentucky and South Carolina and Vanderbilt and Missouri on the schedule. Uh, your path to relevancy is there, uh, but it, is it too far gone where it, it's a lost cause? That, that's what I'm worried about and uh, might be the case at Tennessee. It'll be interesting who they who they can find, or if it, is it going to be is Steele going to be the the interim coach? Are they going to do a John L route where he coaches for a year? Uh, I'm just glad I'm on the outside watching, looking in. Yeah, I'm sure he'll be better in the John L uh, situation. He seems like he's uh, <laughs> got a little more credence to what he could do. But fascinating stuff, and it just shows you that hey, it's the SEC. It just means more, especially when it comes to the coaching carousel. But we appreciate you joining us, Andrew. Man, great stuff as always. I'm sure we'll be catching up with you later down the road, all right? Yep, appreciate you having me on, guys. Well, appreciate everybody listening in to the Locked on Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after me on Twitter at Neighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that we may have, and we'll keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.